Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Jared Kernop, Raging Demon, Masked Llama, Ozzy Garcia, Keith Gasper, and Diskaimera. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 95 of Retro Hangover. Classic gamers, welcome to the podcast where we are opposing pranks positively plus pouring potation pluralities possibly going wrong. This is episode 95 of Retro Hangover. I am your co-host, Chris Copline, with our Nintendo's LP Tiger, and as always, your host, Shane Wigglin Wooly Dick Dragon Koski. There's gonna wait for Chris to get back from space when he does that, but <laughs> he's he's here now. So <laughs> also, I feel like Wooly Wiggly Dick Dragon. You know, it's it's like I think it's the cutest. It's the cutest moniker. <laughs> In the Dick Dragon pantheon it's, that we've had so far. It is, it's like Yoshi and his yarn, except it's like a dick. So we got that going for us. It was the only one that I'd ever visualized. <laughs> How about a Wiggling Wooly Papa Dick Dragon? Ooh, okay. Now we're, we're on to something now. And Tiger goes silent. Now it has a beard. But hey, welcome back, Tiger. You're matching a beard on your Wiggly Woolen Papa Dick Dragon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. It's been a few months. Yeah, it's weird that you come back on an episode about a cat with your name being Tiger. Oh, I mean, I yeah, I didn't even notice myself. That's that's quite the coincidence. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like cats. I am also a cat. So very fitting. Wow. Great job, guys. We did it. (laughs) We have put everything together. (laughs) That was so hard to think about prior to the episode. We didn't think about it prior to the episode. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why it. that didn't come up before. Yeah, yeah. maybe because I'm not a cat, but you know, lies. <laughs> but it is nice to be back in the recording booth because, as in real life, we haven't recorded in like a month. So this is it's like getting back on a bicycle. I'm enjoying this because Shane has been doing all sorts of exciting things. And so, first of all, hi, Shane. Real world, welcome back. I know that, you know, most of us haven't seen you for two weeks for the show, but uh, how about you start us off? Because you've had, like, the most interesting, like, story of what you've been doing lately. Oh, sure. Um, Yeah, there's... uh there, there's a there's a lot. So, I mean, if it wasn't obvious from the previous episodes, you know, we we kind of um, <clears throat> preloaded like four of these bad boys uh, because I was going to be on the road for about a month. The wife and I took a little bit of a road trip to visit some extended family and things like that. Now that, you know, we got we got the jibby jab. And so 
we're like marginally safer than we were before, I guess. So yeah, we, we kind of, we hit up Atlanta first, um, visit a cousin there and did some, did some meetings for the, uh, wedding, uh, part two, the most electric of boogaloos, um, and got that done. And so we got like, you know, the hairstylist and the DJ and catering, and we got to taste test a whole shitload of really good food, which was awesome. And, uh, and then from there it was less work, I guess, and more just like visiting with family and stuff. But we ended up up in Missouri where a lot of her family's at, um, stayed there for a couple of weeks and then made the, the long haul from there all the way across up to Maine and visited my brother in Bangor, then hit up the Lewiston, Auburn slash Portland area. So I could show her my, my, my stomping grounds as they call them. And, uh, so that's, that's where I grew up in case anybody doesn't know. And, uh, so that was fun kind of seeing how literally nothing has changed since I've left other than I think some businesses closing. So, you know, that's the indication of a healthy economy. So things are going well in the old twin cities is what I'm saying. And, uh, then we made our way down to Salem and Boston and then hit up Philly. And I got a great cheesesteak while I was there because of course, uh, and then stopped a couple more places on the way down. We went to Bush Gardens in Virginia, which was awesome. Um, I was not aware of how many roller coasters they have there, but apparently that's like their thing. Uh, and they were all really cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a roller coaster enthusiast, so I was pretty pleased with that. And then we made it back. And then as soon as I made it back, I started a brand new job the very next day. So that's insane. And, um, let's see what else has been going on. It's all of that. And then as of the recording of this episode, uh, as of yesterday, we have purchased a new house. So, so that's a thing. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to be moving closer into town, um, to, to the, the center of things where it is, where it is happening or so I'm told, (laughs) I don't know. We're like an hour away, so I don't know what's going on over there. You could technically move anywhere away from that as long as you head north and you'll be closer to the things. That yeah, well yeah, yeah. North, mostly east, but yeah. And so we're we're moving to a place where it's a it's actually a brand new townhome. Um that's not even constructed yet. It should be finished and we should be moving in probably around mid to late November. So we've got a little bit of time to get things together and you know, get prepped for that and everything. But uh, I'm we're, we're pretty excited about it. It's been a long time coming. And I know that we're both pretty stoked to be getting out of the the middle of nowhere. And if for nothing else, other than the fact that now commutes are going to be like 10 to 20 minutes max for pretty much anything we want to do, which is fantastic. But one of the first things I did was look at the Internet that is available there. And I was like, sweet baby Jesus, we get Xfinity. This is going to be great. <laughs> Because uh, we top out at like 25 megs down out oh, here no. and like less than a meg oh, up shit. Yeah, and it is horrendous. Awful. So if anybody joins us on our stream Sundays, by the way, you've probably already seen this, that like my streams max out at like potato quality, like <laughs> 240p. It's it's fantastic. So hopefully that'll be changing in the next couple of months, which I'm sure you're you're all super Yikes. thrilled about. But yeah, man, that's uh, it's I've I have been playing Adult Simulator 2021 available on all platforms now. 
and uh, not a lot else, honestly. My gaming has been pretty limited. Yeah, wow. I mean, congratulations on the house, man. That's awesome. Thank you. So now I won't have to, now I won't have to drive, even just being one city over, I won't have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to see you. That's, that's promising. Well, maybe. Well, depends where you live. We'll talk later. (laughs) I guess I'll go next before we get to Tiger. This the funny thing is, is he just came back from a month on the road and, and having fun out there. I am about two weeks removed from going on the road and being gone about three months. Well, hopefully two weeks, because it could be the end of this week or maybe two weeks from the end of this week. I don't know. I'm told I'll find out Monday, which I was told I'd find out uh, Monday as of the time of this recording, which is tomorrow, I guess, at the time of this recording, which I was told I'd find out a week ago at the time of this recording. So, yay, because I'm transferring not to same employer, but a new job as well. So hooray change. It's uh, the the seasons of changing. Wait, you're going to be gone for three months? Well, more like two. Hot damn. We going to be doing some more yeah. preloading, baby. <laughs> If you hear a bunch of episodes where me and Shane are talking about the same games over and over and over again, it's because that's what we're actually playing. So uh, stand by for that. That should be fun in these discussions. But other than that, you won't notice. Yeah, they won't notice. No, you won't notice at all. Well, like you you did for the previous four episodes, uh, hopefully. Yeah, we are professionals. (laughs) We do this. But uh, in terms of games, I don't remember what I was fucking playing last time. I think I was playing Shining Force 3 Scenario 2 the last time we talked about games that we were playing. Mm. And I beat that. And then I hope that's the game I was playing last time. But in any case, then I started playing uh, Shining Force 3 Scenario 3. And I beat that. And then I started playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. And I haven't beat that yet. I'm about midway through. And I decided I was going to play the game Du Jour. Uh, for this episode, because I had never beaten it before. And oh, my, we are going to get into that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, a lot of things apparently are happening in both mine and Shane's world in terms of you know job changes. I didn't get a new house. Thank God. <laughs> apparently, that's a good thing for Shane. For me, I don't know if I could do that, but I'm happy for him. Congratulations, Shane. Like everything seems to be going so well for you. And uh, I'm really happy to hear that, dude. That That is awesome. Awesome news. Thanks, man. So. Tiger. Oh, boy. What's been going on since you've been snapping? Let's try. Uh, I'm going to try to make this as brief as I can because I could have a lot that I could share. But let's go ahead and start with the surprise that I have not really told many people. Oh, shit. I will say congrats uh, to you, Shane, uh, for your house. And now you've joined the club because, you know, we've had our house for almost three years. But uh as of uh well first of all two days ago my birthday i am 38 congrats to me i'm halfway to my demise Uh, (laughs) um only statistically yes it could end a lot sooner (laughs) so uh lucky um for me Lindsay and i's anniversary falls on the 31st which is the day after my birthday which was yesterday and uh we went to brunch Met up with a notary and got married. Oh, <laughs> so damn. Congratulations. <laughs> we are officially married as of yesterday. So Congrats, I now have dude. a <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. My wife was on uh, the Pokemon Snap episode uh, three months ago. So check that out. <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah, that happened. Uh, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Dude, doesn't that feel like super awkward at first? You're just like, you're like, I'm, I am pretending to be an adult. You're like, oh, it's my, my, my wife. Mm. 
Bye-bye. Nothing's different. Everything feels the same. Nothing ever changed. You know, now I change a word that I use, you know, (laughs) instead of saying girlfriend. Oops. I mean, fiance. Oops. I mean, wife. That's that's my life. So (laughs) other than that, nothing's really changed. I'm just going to get the whole congrats from everyone. And I'm going to like hide in my shell for a few days and, you know, let let all that happen. And once everything dies down, I'll slowly creep back out. So (laughs) just post it to social media and then disappear for a while. Yeah. Don't know when that's going to happen. I got, we got pictures after that, uh, after we did that. And, you know, I guess we'll post everything up soon. So Anywho. And now that it's on this podcast, at least 20 more people will know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Slowly, but surely. Um, and then uh, getting to the games, uh, I have three games that I would like to share quickly. Cyber Shadow, I've been playing on the Switch. Uh, mm. I would say I have been playing. I have played and just kind of let it go. And I went back to it and beat it uh, like about a week ago. Basically, it's a like a side scrolling, very similar to like Shadow of the Ninja, but is made by the same developer as uh, Shovel Knight and highly recommended. Very, very much feels like Ninja Gaiden mixed with Shadow of the Ninja mixed with Mega Man. You know, if if Shadow of the Ninja had uh, more power ups as you progress through the levels and then. You know, once you get all of the power ups, like you need them to go through every single level, just like uh, like a Castlevania type of thing Mm -hmm. to get to certain areas. And then once you get to a certain point in that game, then they double all the effects of those power ups. So it's like it feels really, really nice the movement. The controls feel really good and snappy. Like it's, you know, the messenger was really good for me. And like Cyber Shadow is like the next like best thing to 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 come out to follow the messenger. So. Highly recommend playing that. Nice. The next game I've been playing is Mario Golf Super Rush. And uh, (laughs) if you if you know my Twitter, uh, I was very unhappy with how (laughs) that game has turned out. The multiplayer is probably fine. You know, you play Mario Golf with multiplayer. It's pretty much like what you're going to expect. But as far as like the the single player mode, it was very uh, it was super rushed and uh, it was like 10. It was like eight to ten hours long. Uh, the story like barely had any. It didn't even feel like Camelot is known to make these Mario sports games like sort of an like an RPG. Mm-hmm. And the RPG element of this game was very, very basic. I didn't even know that it was going to have a story. It was just like kind of like playing through every single course. And then all of a sudden, this weird voice started talking to you like kind of like a zelda like this eerie voice like appeared and was like hey tiger you're playing as you're me by the way tiger you must be the one to save the village or whatever i was just like okay it's a little too late for uh, you to come out but somehow they try to throw in wario and waluigi and toad and mario and bowser and all these characters try to make a story out of it but it didn't really work very well and i was kind of disappointed anywho uh don't play that game if you want to play for single player just play it for multiplayer if you want to play a real good mario golf then stick with the gba and the the 3ds version the 3ds version was really good world tour anyhow moving on and the last <laughs> game that i've been playing uh pokemon unite that's the uh like league of legends e type of like e-sportsy pokemon game oh yeah that one i remember yeah. seeing like the nintendo email for that and i was like oh what is this pokemon game and yeah. then i went and read the thing and it was like it's a moba and i was like nope <laughs> 
MOBA, that's what it's <laughs> called. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm not really a, much of a fan, but like I've been kind of hooked because, you know, it has Pokemon and MOBAs are really simple. You get like moves and stuff and you push the button and it gives you a cool down so you can push the move again. And mm. then you just like go back and forth and try to not die. And it's cool. <laughs> Do you like Pokemon? Do you? <laughs> would you like to make it worse? Do you like toxic people? What if we put League of Legends in your Pokemon? Pokemon I Unite. I don't think there's chatting. I don't know. Well, at least well, there's probably no public for the chatting. Yeah, and Nintendo games are like that. But it actually, um, it, it is free. And anyone can play. You can download it only on the Switch right now. And it's ultra. It needs a little bit of a polishing. It feels like a beta game, honestly. It does not have like the the cool sound effects at the like, for example, at the end of a game, when it like concludes, you expect it to go like this side, this many points, that side, that many points, you win. And then fireworks and shit like, nah, it just it just kind of gives like once it's over, like it keeps the same music playing in the background. It gives both numbers and then it says you win or you lose. And it was like, OK, well, uh, I'm not excited. It's <laughs> learning from the best like Starcraft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that. But <laughs> is, is it like ultra simple? Just like just get to the result. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. I just I can't imagine Starcraft being any more complicated than that. If you want a game on battle, it, it's it's really not. You know, it's yeah. uh, Starcraft is the, you know, sophisticated gentleman's competitive game. Yes. Really? Yes. You don't need all the fanfare. Keep it mundane. Keep it simple. That's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Koreans aren't much for foreplay. I've heard. It's very British in that way. You know, it's like, ah, hmm, indeed, I've won. <laughs> gotcha. Good show. Gotcha. Yeah. For me, Pokemon, I want like happiness and pizzazz. Like, give me that. But, you know. I'll I'll just take the sound effects in the game, the Pika Pikas and all that. So that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, those are the three games that I've been playing and uh, and I'm married and I'm old. So that's my update. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be old. Congratulations, you old married man. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm surprised you didn't talk about your brother, Bob. Who's that? He's a cat. Oh, like you. Bob cat. <laughs> Is that wow. a segue? Just- Do I see a segue? <laughs> Just like in this, this episode's game, Bubsy 3D in the Forbidden Planet. And there's a lot we're going to unpack here. But before we get to that, we're going to have our brief history read by our guest this week. So, Tiger, why don't you give us a brief history of Bubsy 3D? All right. Let me take a pause. Get it? All right. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Everybody in the 90s loved mascots, whether it was a marvelous Mario or a not so awesome possum. Pretty much every development studio had a cute anthropomorphic mascot of some kind to try and push sales. Bubsy the Bobcat was that character for Accolade, a lesser renowned developer that somewhat struck gold with a game starring the aforementioned feline. Follow on sequels for 1993's Bubsy in Claws Encounters of the Furred Kind did not find the same success and the short-lived famed of the titular character looked as if it was coming to a close. With the 3D revolution right around the corner, a decision was made to bring Bubsy into the next generation. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) 
In April of 1995, Accolade would reach out to Bubsy's creator, Michael Berlin, in hopes of capturing the magic of the first game that brought the company relative success. Berlin agreed and put a team of about eight people, including Mark Blank, the creator of Zork, to put together a fully 3D platformer. Accolade would provide Berlin with a decent amount of resources, including bringing in animation legend Chuck Jones of Looney Tunes to oversee some of the art direction for Bubsy and the additional character models. Unfortunately, nothing can make up for a total lack of inexperience. The team had zero idea how to make a 3D game, and because of that, they didn't know how to graphically design levels alongside detailed character models. Additionally, there wasn't exactly a glut of 3D platformers available in 1995 to have an example of what a quality effort would be, so they were essentially developing a game completely blind. At the 1996 Consumer Electronics Show, Accolade showed off the Bubsy 3D Beta. At the same show, Nintendo also had a demonstration for the public, Super Mario 64. As soon as the development staff saw what the big end was going to be offering, they knew they were screwed. Berlin noted that there was no way in hell Bubsy was going to be anywhere near a comparable level of the 3D platformers that were soon to come. But development was too far along to make radical changes. The game would have to be released as the product it was, and one that would soon live in infamy. On November 25th, 1996, two months after Mario 64 and Crash Bandicoot, Bubsy 3D would see its release in North America for the PlayStation with Europe receiving it almost a year later on August 13th, 1997. Astonishingly, considering the game's current legacy, reception from the media was mixed. Major game reviewers like EGM and GameSpot panned the game giving it a 3.25 and 5.5 out of 10 respectively, pointing to the game's horrible camera, bland environments, and awful tank controls. But other publications, like GameFan and PS Extreme, gave the game high praise. PS Extreme went so far as to give the game a 93% rating, stating that it reminded them of a Warner Brothers cartoon. However, time would not be as kind to Bubsy 3D with almost all retrospectives on it being overwhelmingly negative. Once the YouTube era of bad gaming reviews graced the planet, Bubsy 3D has long been regarded as one of the worst games ever made. It has become fodder for many memes and is probably the premier example of how to not make a 3D platformer. Gaming publications since its release have continually put it on worst games of all time lists. Its legacy is so poor that in 2015, Michael Berlin called it his biggest failure, and it killed off the series for 21 years until the 2017 release of Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back. Accolade was trying to make a mascot that would live forever, and apparently, through sheer failure, they did. And that is your brief history of Bubsy 3D. You know, I just... I'm just imagining like Berlin is like this old man on his deathbed and there, he's just like motioning to somebody to come close and they lean in and they're like, what is it? What is it, Michael? And he's just like, fuck Bubsy. <laughs> and that's it. That's like his last words. You don't think he'd want to continue the legacy? Please. I highly doubt it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, that has another chance. They they just came out with another Bubsy game. It's so possible. They just they sure did. The Woolies they're they're striking yeah, back. Yeah. Why they don't know. 
By the way, before we really get into this, thank you so much, Lyle and Randall, for tag teaming and giving us this episode through our Patreon poll, which you can join every quarter if you head to our link tree and find out Patreon. More details at the end of the show. But I will claim some some fault for this, Shane. So you're welcome, because I did say that I would openly campaign for someone who said that they want Bubsy 3D as their their game of the quarter. So this is kind of my fault. That's why we're doing this because of them. Yeah. Yeah. Looks that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> well, you're all awful human beings and I guess I love you anyway, but still. <laughs> I claim no responsibility. Uh-huh. Of course not. It's not my fault. I didn't vote for it. I did. Oh, my. So, wow. Um. I, I think I'm looking at this and I think I'm I'm the only one really with a story for for a personal experience. But uh, well, let's find out. Tiger, uh, when was the first time you ever played this game? What's your history with Bubsy 3D? All right. So the history uh, with me and Bubsy 3D is I saw the show note or I saw the schedule saying <laughs> that Bubsy 3D was going to be a future episode. And I was like, I don't know what this game is at all so let me look into this thing uh, i didn't i didn't know anything about it so you know i took a just like two youtube videos to realize oh i'm not supposed to waste my time playing it so uh, <laughs> of course curiosity is great uh <laughs> knowing that i was going to be on this episode i was like let's take a stab at it you know, so I powered up my uh, playing machine uh, with a dot bin file <laughs> and <laughs> let's see. Uh, I played it and that's my history. <laughs> wow. It's a gripping tale. Yes, it's it's great. Uh, now I am fully <laughs> informed and I can continue on with this episode uh, hesitantly, <laughs> but I will. Uh, <laughs> I will do my best to make it so that people know what they should what they should feel about this kind of game. What they should do with this kind of game. I always thought you were going to say curiosity killed oh, the cat and, ah! and try to continue the puns. I mean, it was right yeah, there. Set up, set up. Right there, Sorry, man. like you know, I'm 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 better at assisting <laughs> now. You know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my history. So. uh Please, please, please give us your uh, Shane. Shane, let's go with you. Am I allowed to push to you? There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there, there, there were a lot of things. And if you listen to the show for a while, you know that I, I was an exclusively Nintendo kid for quite some time. And so there were there were a lot of things that I missed out on, um, you know, from the, the early PlayStation era that I've had to go back to and try to experience for the first time. Uh, later in life, uh, because also like nobody I knew had a PlayStation either. So I never really had an opportunity to really play it much outside of the few times I remember renting one from Blockbuster back when you could rent consoles and games along with it. And so uh, this is not one of those things. I, I, I think this was I was fortunate in that by not having a PlayStation, I inadvertently missed bubsy 3d and i think as a person i was better off for that because i don't know what kind of human being i would have grown up to be 
if Bubsy 3D had been a part of my life at such a formative age. So I feel fortunate about this. Hi, everybody. Bubsy 3D was part of my life at a formative age. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, who knows? Maybe I could be a, a, a great scholar of some sort or a computer programmer if I had not. I have no idea. <laughs> the possibilities. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the possibilities. <laughs> the possibilities. But I got this. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to say I got it. I don't know who got it, but somehow it ended up in my house. And I have to say it's part of the infamous <laughs> three console Christmas. It just showed up one day. Nobody knows how it got there. I don't remember who wanted it or why they wanted it, because I even think the the first two games that we got with the PlayStation that Christmas was a Power Rangers pinball game that I, I still can't know what it's called. It's probably not that hard to find out. And uh, Crash Bandicoot. I think those were the two games I remember. So somehow here's Bubsy 3D at some point. I don't know if I wanted it because I like the first Bubsy game. You know, when I was like seven. And then I saw 3D Bubsy. I'm like, oh, Bubsy is in 3D. I don't remember playing much of it, uh, mostly because Mario 64 was there. And when you play both of them, you don't really have a reason to play Bubsy 3D. In fact, you could play neither of them and you would still have no reason to play Bubsy 3D. (laughs) Great. Well, that's a wrap. Good episode, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember making it very far and playing it for this episode and playing leading it up to this i can kind of see why i did not make it very far yeah it's whew, um i don't know the the horrors that would have been saved from my life had i not played bubsy 3d in in 1996 and 97 so there is that so that's the plot of Bubsy 3D in my life, but what did you think of the plot in the game, Shane? Holy shit, that was slick as fuck. <laughs> you know, we figure that like we're getting close to 100 episodes, we'd probably be good at these segues by now, but you'd be wrong. Except for that one. That one, that one was not bad. It was okay. Uh, plot. I mean, f- what fucking plot? Like, I mean, okay, even the Woolies don't really have any idea what's going on or why Bubsy is there, much in the same way that Bubsy 3D mysteriously just apparated into your house in 1996 like a fucking poltergeist like Bubsy just shows up randomly on their planet or something they have no idea why all they know is that he's a terrifying murder mitten machine and he must either be stopped or avoided at all costs and I think this entire plot such as it is could have been avoided um, with just a simple diplomatic conversation if <laughs> Bubsy wasn't a complete fucking jackass. So I, I don't know, man, that that's pretty much it. I, there's not a lot to go on here. <laughs> yeah. So there's the intro. And so you have the manual. If you read the manual, it says that Bubsy's on the, the woolly planet and he's trying to get home. I think it even says the manual terra firma, but in the game itself, it's Earth. I don't know why they it's different, but it doesn't matter. So he's Bubsy's trying to get home. He's trying to get to get a rocket ship and leave the planet and leave them alone. And the opening movie says, you know, here are the Woolies. They're they're having like a conference amongst each other. And they're like, oh, shit, this fucking cat's here and we need to get him off our planet. Everyone kill him. It's like, wait, I think you have the same objective. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That is not what they said at all. That is. Listen, the Woolies are the victims here, Chris. 
Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you just the made them sound, sound like real fucking aggro for like no reason. <laughs> they th- because while they're trying, they think that he's going to kill them. Yes. Yeah. So like we got to kill him because yes. he will indiscriminately. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like Bubsy's just like, I'm trying to fight. Go home. How am I going to do this? Oh, kill Woolies. I guess that's that's how we're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Is that what they're called? They're Woolies. Those little creatures. Yeah, Woolies. Okay, yeah. I thought it was really um, fun that I got to see the story uh, from the other end. And yeah, they were putting it out as if the um, as if Bubsy was the, the bad guy, you know. But we, we captured him. But somehow, we lost him. <laughs> and now, he's <laughs> collecting rockets. And we don't know why, but he must be stopped. <laughs> Woolies do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> No, they're not going to let him leave because he's probably trying to go and get more bobcats. Also, I, yes. while we're talking about this intro video, I was going to touch on it later, but I guess I should mention it now since we're doing this. I would contend that the intro cinematic is the best part of this game, like bar none. Um, I actually like yeah. unironically enjoyed it. I, I thought it was entertaining. It was cute. Like the woolly voice acting was actually pretty well done. I, I was interested in what they had to say, actually. So I I enjoyed it very much. And also, for the record, I don't remember what their names were right off the top of my head right now. Uh, it was some pun on some kind of textile, but because, you know, they're yeah. woolies. Talking about the queens? Yeah. The queens? Yeah. Uh, it's Polly and Esther. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Polly and Esther. Um, also, the woolies, a very progressive society. They have two queens. So there you go. Wow. All I right. never thought of it like that. Yeah. Look at them. That especially 1996. Way to go. That's right. And then your your punny bobcat goes and kills them. <laughs> That's right. He just shows up. He's just like, "Hi everybody. I'm fucking annoying." <laughs> and that's how the rest of the game goes. Bubsy's there to kill the matriarchy. <laughs> He's he is there to destroy it because he he hates it. He's an agent of chaos. That should be the next Bubsy game. Bubsy, agent of chaos. <laughs> Are you going to spell like chaos, like claws us or something? I don't know. Agent of chaos, claw, claw, claw sauce, Help me, help me, cat claws us. Uh, I don't know. That didn't sound like. I don't know. We're stretching here. I don't know. I'm really doing a terrible job. You guys are hysterical. Yes, that was perfect. Yes, there we go. There we go. I'm so fortunate that I have such a great group of. Podcast buddies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that's the plot. Oh, the writing is, is also <laughs> pretty bad. Too. I mean, the puns are creative enough, I guess. This was just something they did a lot of back in the 90s because you had like Gex did a lot and Gex was kind of yeah. big. And I can't remember a lot. I, I just I think of Gex when I think of like terrible puns towards movie ripoffs and stuff like that. And Bubsy was doing it, too, even with the previous installments. But you get a lot of that for the level names. Uh, they're yeah. pretty lame. He was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this was this was right in that era of um, just trying way too hard to be like edgy and extreme and like hip with the children or whatever. And I feel like this is a prime example of like like this writing is just so so bad. Like puns even aside, it's just so like cringy and it's some weird mix of trying to be like the hip cool cat 
but also some strange like little sprinkle of like I don't even know like New Jersey dude or something or like New Yorker in there. I I don't know exactly how to pin it down, but it's just this really odd mix and it just it doesn't work. And I can't even imagine that it worked back then either. This isn't like a looking back at things you did when you were 12 and being like, man, was I a edgelord? This is more like I don't think this was ever decent. I mean, Bubsy's the furthest thing from an edgelord. Come on. I don't think they're trying to be edgy. I I wouldn't put this under edgy. No, well, no, but I mean the the whole like hip cool thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. This was this had a 90s tood, but not like to the degree of Sonic. This is like No, it wasn't like fucking shadow. This is like your evangelical Christian grandmother's tood. <laughs> you know what's cool? Jesus. <laughs> I really like the uncomfortable pause right there. By the way, we're sorry, Mask Llama. We, uh, we know you get mad at us when we do those things. Don't don't worry, Llama. I'm 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 on your side. I promise. I'm sorry. Oh boy! Listen, if oh. we can't poke fun at ourselves, how oh, can we man. ever poke fun at anybody else? <laughs> Okay, okay. You know what's awesome to poke fun at, though? Is how terrible this game plays. <laughs> so, Tiger. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, it does play great. It's so great. <laughs> Is it my go? I'm going to say how, yeah, how, how it plays. Okay, so, like, holy shit, I was trying my fucking hardest. Like, this is how I go with, like, like, I love platformers, so, like, you know, this is up my alley. Like, there's no way that a platformer can be so bad to like bring me down right like <laughs> like every platformer is fucking easy in the eyes of tiger <laughs> so yeah the controls are fucking ass uh they're pretty bad the funny thing that i learned about this game is that it's, it's developed by uh what is the name idetic or edetic or whatever uh, i don't know if any of you guys yeah. looked into it but yes this same company developer uh created siphon filter and I was like, this feels just like Siphon Filter and I hate it. I did not. <laughs> I, was, I remember playing Siphon Filter and I was like, this feels awful. Uh, and that's exactly the same controls that I felt in Bubsy 3D. And I was like, man, I didn't know. You it was have the to same be shitting people. me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know yeah. they made it. I didn't know that they learned nothing. I, everyone who said is like <laughs> Siphon Filter's a decent exactly. game. Everyone was like critically acclaimed. It's so good. Let's make 6,000 of these. But it's literally the same fucking like control scheme. So, but you know, it obviously is much more, you know, there's a plot there and there's a lot more things going on, you know, weapons and shit. But like, you know, this is like the baby of uh, Siphon Filter. It's like, baby siphon filter beta so yeah <laughs> it's siphon filters beta male but yeah the controls are awful like you know you it, it's like a uh, resident evil with moving cameras i hated the fact that uh i first of all i thought you couldn't look around but then i found out you could you have to hold a button and then you could look around every time you jump the camera goes down so they can see where to land you know that's great great i'm glad they thought of that uh <laughs> and the <laughs> Just pushing up and it's like it moves like a freaking like, I guess, a car. It feels like you're moving a car. 
Uh, and that's I feel like that's what they were going for because you can go to the control scheme and one of the controls is called driver and you can hold R1 to go forward. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, maybe that'll what? make it better to drive it like a car. And no, it didn't make it better. It was just as frustrating. <laughs> you know, I so, did not even know that was in there. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, yeah, it's in it's there. It's pretty bad. So anywho, uh, I'm sure you guys could do better describing this. I uh, I played it for like, you know, just a total of like half an hour. And I just couldn't deal with it because the controls are you, that 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 it has to be, you know, good enough for me to keep playing a game. But. Uh, you know, and, and just to give them something, you know, they tried. They didn't have any 3D games to use. And, you know, they were trying to do something brand new. But I guess it worked out eventually since they made Siphon Filter and that became good. So good for them. See, the thing with that, though, is like and, and again, it might be a matter of we need to get this thing out the door or whatever, because that happens all the time. Yeah, I sure. don't know. I wasn't there. But I just part of me has to wonder, right? Like. There had to have been at least one of the developers of this game that were sitting there and like playing, you know, like a, a, a development build of this or something and just being like, this controls like hot ass. <laughs> like, there's no way, there's no way that they were playing this and they were just like, yeah, no, this is, uh, this okay. is pretty good. This, well, this feels good. Imagine like you started playing alone in the dark and you're using that as a template for Bubsy 3D. I mean, you'd probably think that it controlled pretty well. I, oh God, I don't know, man. That's going to say like back in the day, like you didn't have 3D games. So like, you know, how bad could it be? Everyone is supposed to be amazed by the fact that it's 3D. So, right. That's all that matters. <laughs> but I mean, sure. But I just feel like that glimmer only lasts for so long. Right. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, we got used to Resident Evil. If. <laughs> Yeah, but you well, didn't have to platform in Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm just using something. Well, they had jumping flash. Like, like we can look back and say those controls are awful, but like, you know, we were used to it because we were just so uh, like amazed by, oh, look at these graphics. They're so pretty. Well, and okay, but like Chris is, you're mentioning jumping flash and that game doesn't exactly control fantastically well either, but somehow like a, a first person bunny hopping simulator actually plays better than this. It, it's got the cat's tongue. I mean, <laughs> sure. I don't know, man. All I know is that Bubsy steers like the fucking Titanic and yeah. ah, it's impossible. Ah. It's impossible to be precise or accurate with anything he does. I mean, like Tiger, you mentioned the, the insane physics that are somehow included in this game. And that's one big part of it, because Bubsy will just like start accelerating as long as you keep moving in one direction and becomes like progressively more difficult to control the longer you hold a direction down. Right. And and then there's that. And then trying to actually do any of the platforming, it's a guessing game. I mean, you're making a leap of faith pretty much like every time and, and hoping for the best because, uh. you know, 3D platforming, even at its best, is still... You know, it's still difficult. It has its own challenges. Depth yeah. perception is a big one. And this does not do the player any favors in that regard. And I don't know if they thought the automatic camera shifting to look down at your feet when you oh. jump was like helping at all. Uh, it doesn't. 
and it actually makes it 10 times more disorienting to try to jump anywhere. Um, I mean, I will give them credit that at least they made it so that you could grab onto ledges if you like just barely like missed the jump. That that was helpful. I know that I definitely used that Mm -hmm. a a few times. Nice of them. Nice of them. It's pretty generous with with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, for gracing us with this, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, man, like I, I, I could not get used to it. Like at least with jumping flash, like when we played that and I played it on stream a long time ago, I got used to how that game controlled and I was able to do pretty well, all things considered. I could not for the life of me get in a comfortable spot with this game because I think actually outside of the jumping, just the cruise liner speed that he turns is just it's it's too much. I can't like trying to adjust your your direction is just such a chore. I swear they did. They took a car for this game (laughs) and then they changed it to a cat like that's. That has to be what happened. <laughs> this is actually like Daytona like. USA under the hood and just nobody knows it. Would you say it was a was it was a cougar? Nah. Isn't ah, there a company nah. makes a Mercury. car? Ja- a Jaguar. Made a cougar. Ja- yeah, Mercury Cougar or something or Jaguar. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I fucked that up pretty bad. It's yeah, yeah. It's fine. That was awful. <laughs> Punchline is dead. <laughs> Fuck me. It's close enough. It's good. It's fine. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like my soul after completing this game. It just doesn't exist and it doesn't. It's I am like thoroughly impressed that you actually finished this game like cards on the table i played the first three levels of this game and checked the fuck out yeah same there you go three (laughs) three was it i played all 18 stages and got all was it it's not 36 32 rockets because two levels don't have any rockets and there's two rockets per stage so 32 no we know there's 32 we know there are two rockets per stage because bubsy made sure to tell us (laughs) In the most annoying way possible. Here's the thing about the controls. They suck. The momentum that you're talking about, because you do eventually get used to controls. At least I did. I mean, fucking yeah. 18 levels in. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. In like 10 hours, because I don't (laughs) want to get into it. Like when I went back to the first level, because I was running low on lives towards the end of the game, because just bad level design. I went to the first level because they have like five lives you can easily grab and then you can exit. You can complete the level, which is pretty easy, and then go back into it and grab all the lives again. So I built up my life supply. And then what I noticed is that controlling the game is a lot easier after 10 hours than it is when you initially fire it up. Mm. It's it's bonkers. You start to learn the game's ins and outs (laughs) and what you can and can't do. So like the jumping, when you're saying it looks at your feet. It's completely wrong when you start playing the game, but eventually that becomes your primary mode of moving through levels because what you realize is that when you're running around, you can't really control yourself to the level that you want to. Mm. So you'll keep running into enemies or obstacles or you won't be able to stop yourself before falling into water or a swamp. That's an instant kill. Or you'll slide off a platform that will cause you. And and here's the shitty thing. If you slide off a platform and that platform is over water or something that will instantly kill you, you don't have time to adjust where you're going to land. You'll just die. Like Bubsy will just stop. He'll wave at you and he'll die. You don't. It's just it's awful. And it's extremely frustrating. 
But that being said, yeah, jumping, you do learn it does become like jumping flash. So you I have a feeling the developers played a lot of jumping flash getting the getting ready for this game because it controls almost the same way. Uh, now, other problems, other problems I had enemies. The hit detection is ass. Yep. So the thing is, is you start your jump and when you're coming down, there will be the shadow. But like if the shadow, sometimes it, it's it's hard to gauge because there's not a lot of depth perception and the camera isn't directly above Bubsy. It's kind of at an angle behind his back. So you won't you have to kind of adjust for where you think he's going to land and back it up about a, like a f- few video game feet or so. And it's really jarring. And just, yeah, the physics themselves jumping from platform to platform, especially moving platforms. I have never had so many problems. So with with moving platforms. So there's times that like you'll get on a platform, they'll be going back and forth uh, uh, in a straight line in front of you and be going to another platform. that will be going back and forth in a straight line in front of you as well. And for some reason, I just could not get the timing down. And it was just the momentum was wrong. Like when you're trying to land, it just didn't feel right. It's just it's just fucking terrible. And the last thing I do want to say. I was able to beat this because I, I think the name of the YouTube channel is Katarina, and I, I, I'm going to assume it's a female here and just say you are a fucking goddess for putting this out there last year. So they did this last year, I'm guessing during quarantine, because why the fuck else would you do a Bubsy video with all the rocket locations out of the goodness of your heart? You had to be like in lockdown or some shit. This, this person put all the levels on there where all the rockets were. If I didn't have that, I would not be able to beat this game. There would have been no way to do it. The levels are so incredibly cryptic. They don't tell you anything and the arrows don't point to anything. And there's like there's certain switches and devices that you have to hit and they don't really tell you what they even really fucking do. You like hit a device and it says propeller and you're like, where? What do you mean by propeller? What the fuck does propeller mean? And then you see these (laughs) blades on the ground and you're like. What is okay? What do these blades do? So you jump on the blades and you take damage because you're supposed to press a different right. button. So he like acts like a fucking flying squirrel. Right. It and you can't change into gliding when you're jumping. You have to press a button to glide right. or a button to jump. It's just so fucked. But eventually, I it's awful. It's funny. Like I thought this game was going to hold my hand because it was literally doing that. It was like. Isn't it great that the developers put in arrows to tell you where to go? (laughs) Yeah. So like, but yeah, again, the the little spinning fan, I was, I didn't even know you could glide. You know, I know that gliding was a thing in the Super (laughs) Nintendo version, but like, there's nothing that told me that I was supposed to glide on them. I just kept dying. I didn't know why. (laughs) Yeah. I I will say the one thing that I think irritated me the most, like, and actually to be fair, this is the point where I stopped. Uh, I was in the third level, as I mentioned, (laughs) and the controls went from irritating to just like completely infuriating when you couple it with the projectiles that get thrown out by the woolies. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Like even if like, first of all, they're hard to see. So sometimes you get fucking murked from something like it's like I got fucking flashbacks from Counter-Strike where I just got headshot from somewhere across the map and I have no idea who it was. Yes. And it was some jackass wooly over there being a sniper with his fucking noob cannon. And like there's either that or I've had a couple of times where I will try to, you know, pick up one of the particles and launch it to to you know neutralize a woolly 
And the Wolfie will turn and look at me and be like, ah, so this is what we're doing. It's a showdown at high noon and he will shoot and I will shoot. And you would think that like if you were charging a particle or if you had just released a particle, you'd at least have like a few iframes, like a few invincibility frames to get the fuck out of the way. But no, no, you don't at all. So you launch your particle and you might actually take out that woolly good on you. Uh, But his projectile will still murder you in the face. And then you have to start back at the beginning of the level again. And it was really fun is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot. And I am so glad that we had an opportunity to um, experience this. Uh, for the first time. So thank you. By the way, it gets worse. The enemies get worse. I'm sure it does. I have no idea how you managed to, to get through this entire game. There's a couple enemies here that if you made it to, you'd be ranting about. One is there's this slime creature. That sounds fun. That you can't jump on. Oh, and you can't really you have to run from them because if you try like jumping in order to see what's beneath you or, or control your character better, control Bubsy mm. better. The slime will catch up with you and do damage to you. And then as soon as you get up, you have to run because if you don't, it's going to keep attacking you and you can't jump on them. You have to launch a projectile to them. Fortunately, while you hold the projectile, you are in, in, invincible. So that's the only way you have to hold a projectile. Hope the thing comes up to you, pops out of the ground and shoot it. So that's how you kill one of them. The other ones are these fucking mosquito creatures that shoot beams at you and they fly. So. Yeah, that's fun. And then you have uh, uh, there's woolies that also fly that you can actually jump on, but uh, they fly and they shoot two bullets at you at a time that you can't see. You have to like you have to jump in order to avoid their fucking bullets. Shane isn't kidding because you won't see them in order to avoid their fucking bullets. You have to like have an audible cue and you have to hear for when they shoot their bullets and then you have to jump or move out of the way so that the bullets don't track you. Because if you stand still, if you're trying to get your bearing straight and look around to see where you need to jump next, because you're going to need to do that all the fucking time, you're going to get hit a lot mm-hmm. because they don't care. Or you just kill all the enemies. One of the two. And guess what? It's not easy to kill the enemies because even when you jump on them, sometimes you'll land on one enemy. But if another enemy was firing towards you as you're attacking that enemy, as soon as you hit the enemy, you'll take damage from their projectile. It's fucking dumb it is so dumb so what you're saying is it was worth it don't beat this game (laughs) don't 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 be like chris if you do get save states because i played this on original hardware i did not have save states and i am not better for it oh i feel ugly (laughs) what do you feel about these graphics shane (laughs) wow one one winner right after another i can't keep up oh <laughs> uh, man okay so i feel like people tend to shit on the graphics of this game a lot and th- listen there are a lot of things as you might have noticed already that this game uh 100 deserves to be shit on about the graphics i mean are they bland yes are they largely unimaginative also yes but are they bad eh, not really uh, not not for the time anyway at least that's my opinion i will say and i don't know if he was going to bring it up or not but i know he mentioned it earlier i think it was in our discord or something that chris brought up a good point that 
the graphics for this game actually look a lot crisper and cleaner than the majority of the N64 games of that same era. So, I mean, credit where credit is due. To be fair, they probably got that graphical fidelity because for the most part, you have some real basic polygonal structures and not a lot else going on as far as, you know, uh, set decoration or accessories or I don't know, fucking grass. There's just really nothing here at all. Um, so I, I suppose that's the trade off is you can get some real good fidelity if you just don't put anything in your fucking level. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, there's just I, I had a hard time because I really couldn't shake the feeling that these levels just seemed like tech demos with just how like yeah. bare bones everything was. This this feels like something that would that would be on a beta of a, like a 32 X. Yeah. For the most part. But uh, to its credit, I mean, the, the resolution, I think it's actually high resolution graphics, like it's a high resolution than most PlayStation games you'll even play. Hot damn. 4K Bubsy. I know, right? <laughs> it's it's going to look sharper and crisper than than a lot of games you're probably used to, especially when I was playing this on a CRT through through RGB. It, it looked clean, like it looked really clean. Now to the graphical design itself. Yeah, I mean, these are these are flat polygons. They're not they're not shaded. Uh, so there's no detail in the environment. Bubsy himself looks good. Most of the enemies look good. Like the mosquito enemy looks like shit. Uh, so that that don't don't go. Yeah, that one looks terrible. But most enemies look pretty good. Uh, the things look the way they should in that aspect. But I think I know what they're trying to do. If you take into consideration the devs had absolutely no experience making 3D games before, they probably like when you're loading up a level, I would imagine most of the level is put into the the, the game's RAM or cache or whatever that works with memory or whatever, because there's really no problem transitioning from one part of the level to another. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the character models don't have a lot of frames of animation, so they themselves are choppy and look like shit, but the game never really chugs. It runs really smooth going from one area to another, which I think is impressive for the size and scope of a lot of these levels. Now, that doesn't mean that the level design is good. Level design, in most cases, is absolute dog shit. But when you consider the fact of what it seems like they're trying to do is put as much of the level into memory as possible so you don't have a lot of pop in, even though there is some, you can see a lot of the level uh, from where you're at uh, and, and compared to a lot of other games that were out at the time. And these levels, I would have to argue, are probably bigger than a lot of the levels you're getting in Mario 64. Again, absolutely does not mean better. They're just bigger. So... Yeah, I, I can give some credit on that angle, even though the environments look like, I don't know, uh, a, a Picasso painting <laughs> while he's stoned. And uh, that's that's what I can say about it. How about you, Tiger? Yeah, it's bad. Graphics is bad. <laughs> it was N64 PS1 era and all them graphics is bad. Uh, <laughs> it's probably good for the time. But yeah, I, I was solely focused on the fact that uh, I'm looking at ramps that are just orange and blue and pink and green it for some reason it reminded me of like kirby's dream course it's like the kirby golf game oh, it's yeah. just like it's just just a bunch of colored ramps everywhere while you play golf with kirby so bubsy is kirby cannon confirmed <laughs> right right it's like bubsy is like the little tiny tiny creature in a huge kirby golf course <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's a little yarn ball. <laughs> oh God! Right. <laughs> Rule thirty-four. Make it happen. I don't have much to say. It's I. 
I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> hated the graphics. Well, I mean, I didn't really like very many graphics. Uh, uh, it was back then when I had an N64, I liked the way that the N64, I like how smooth and everything looked on the N64. The PS1 had like these pixely look to it, to like most of the games. So I really didn't like how they looked. So graphics bad. I wonder if that was a difference between like their approach to like anti-aliasing. Does anybody happen to know that? I'm just throwing that out there randomly, but that sounds like something that maybe the N64 had some kind of anti-aliasing going on where maybe the PS1 didn't. Sure. Mm. You're the computer programmer, dude. (laughs) Great. All right. Well, the fucking question for the ages. Anyway, how about the music? It sure did sound like sounds. (laughs) I'll start. My segues are bad. Go tiger. As I was playing, it reminded me of like a dreaming of a, like a circus uh, <laughs> and, and I was like man this game would have been great if it was like a horror game and then you know mm. like Bubsy was already creepy enough but like all they have to do is turn it just a little bit more make the make the vibrant colors dark and it would have been a it would have been a good creepy game <laughs> I mean to the woolies it was a horror game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five Nights at Bubsy's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? I don't know the main bear name. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, God. But uh, yeah, the, the, just the, the music in general, I guess, if I had to give anything, the music was nice, but it sounded like I was part of a circus and I didn't I didn't particularly love that. I don't particularly love circus music. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the voice, the voices, uh, you know, they were voices. I could hear their words. <laughs> even even if you didn't want to. Yeah. Even <laughs> and, you know, I from from what I've heard, most of the voices were just in the, like the first few levels. Is that right? Does that sound right? From what I played? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of voice acting later in the game. It's just that first level. Uh, he just doesn't just, shut the fuck up. <laughs> start off with a bang. It's like, I guess it's. If you liked it, then, you know, it's sad because you don't get more of it. But, you know, me playing the first three levels, I thought I was going to be like that for the rest of the game. So I was like, I'm done. I'm not listening to the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it, I assume this came out. Did this come out before Gex? Yeah, because it's like one of the first 3Ds, right? Uh, it came out after Gex Gex. Like it came out after Gex for the 3DO. The oh, 2D. OK, because I love Gex. <laughs> And I and I loved the the voice acting for Gex. Dana Gold. Is that who that was? Yeah. I, yeah. I really I really liked that the way it came off and just like the way that Bubsy comes off is just like kind of like let's let's be uh let's be like Gex except let's over exaggerate and let's be like you know Bubsy's absolutely insane and <laughs> let's make him sound that way and you know the kids will love it so uh, that's how I felt about it. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of. OK, so quick side tangent, by the way, because you just reminded me of it. But um, uh-huh. talk, talking about Gex, you know, a- as you do. Crazy story about that is that I, I don't even know how we started talking about it, but Brianna and I were discussing something having to do with video games and the topic of Gex came up and she was like, oh, Gex, why do I know that name? Oh, 
yeah, I used to play that game all the time when I was a kid. That was like one of my childhood games. And I was like, wow, holy shit. Like you played the original Gex, like the, the disc based game. Like, and she's like disc. No, 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 no. It was like, uh, it was a cartridge or something. I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Come to find out her childhood Gex game was the Gex for the Game Boy. <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow, you're probably the only person <laughs> like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can now see that in a future Patreon. Holy poll. It's shit. Be fantastic. I, and I went and tried to play it by the way, after her and I had that conversation and I was just like, I don't want to besmirch your childhood. Um, this it's, um, this is a game. It sure is a game. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say N64, but uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> darn. <laughs> Uh, uh, but anyway, about this game. So, I mean, whatever music, it's, it's fine. It's there. I, I honestly don't have a lot to say on that. I typically have at least something to to pontificate on when it comes to the music for these games. But I just really don't have a lot uh, for this one. It's whatever. As far as the the voice acting goes, I know we've kind of touched on it a lot already. So just suffice to say, I would like to reiterate that I actually did like the voice acting for the Woolies in the intro cinematic. I actually thought it was really well done. Um, it was fun. And then Bubsy shows up like a crack addict and ruins it for everybody where his voice just sounds like a fork scraping on a plate all the time. And that's fun. And you know what? I'm more power to you, Chris, that you managed to, you know, just soldier right on through that and find the part of the game where he shuts the fuck up. Uh, because I sure didn't. And you know, they, they front load that like real hard. They're just like, Oh, did you know that these are particles? Here's what they do. And I'm like, I'm fucking done with all of this. I can't. And if the rest of the game was going to be like that, I was just like, yeah, no, I, I can't suffer through the rest of this. So I guess I'm glad to hear that, uh, that it wasn't. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Uh, so. And then I guess last, but maybe not least uh, sound design, not particularly stellar either. I mean, it's, I guess it serves its purpose. There's not a really a whole lot that stands out. Yeah. I feel like meh is like the baseline for a lot of this, for this game. That's the best I got to give it. I mean, they were going for the cartoony. They got it. Sure. You know, the boing, yeah. pew, pew, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. The circus dream. Right. A little got loud. It. <laughs> it's, it's a little distorted and loud, too. I will say like a lot of those sounds like they, it's not clear. There were some distortions that I've heard in yeah. the game. It was kind of it was annoying. <laughs> now, for someone who has beat the game because I love my patrons. <laughs> I don't love Please. you all that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you all you all know Super Mario World where you get on Yoshi and the music changes, right? You get the bongos. Hell yeah. So it's like you you, dun, dun, you hear the music dun, 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 and like dun, dun. all of a sudden you get the, the, the bongos in there. And it's like, oh, wow. Koji Kondo like really incorporated everything here. He's really thinking of it. So apparently the the sound designers of uh, Bubsy 3D and I, I I don't think it's an individual composer I think it's like a name of loudmouth or something like that I could be wrong but it's, a, it's like a music factory I guess ah, CNC music factory yes great they thought it was cool too they thought the 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 Yoshi thing was so cool that whenever you approach an enemy all of a sudden these weird sounds start going around to the, the beat of the music and the, the sounds themselves are like really 
irritating. Do do they match the beat of the music? Because to, it felt like kind of yes. random. Well, for me, it did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes, it like it's it's mostly hit. Often, it's it sometimes miss. Often, often it does line up with the beat of the music. But these so- these sounds like they ruin the music because the music isn't bad. But there's a different sound for every single enemy, which in theory is cool. But it just when the sounds suck. You don't want to hear them. It's it's making this like squishy marching like kind of sound beat. And it's just like this was actually an enjoyable song to this level. And now it's just ruined. (laughs) Everything is ruined. And now I have to kill all these woolies and make Bubsy the bad guy just so I can enjoy the stage music, which isn't like legendary, but it is. It's tolerable. It's very tolerable. It's good even. But it's not like something you should listen to freely, but it's not bad. I thought and I didn't bring it up because I thought it was like a bad ROM that I was playing. I okay, was like, yeah, this can't no, be what it that, sounds like. Exactly. No, I was going to say the same exact thing is I thought it was like either my emulator or like my Retroid fucking up or something. That's how right. bad those sounds are. It was awful. So cool. Well, for the for the first couple levels, I just thought it was the soundtrack because I was like, well, this is a really interesting choice of instruments. Very fucking avant garde. But by the time I got to like the fourth and fifth level, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to represent like this is your this is your audio cue that there's an enemy near oh. is when the music starts to oh, suck. This was a choice so, that was made. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, oh, and the Bubsy, yeah, the voice acting does stop. It doesn't like completely stop, but it like you don't hear it nearly as often the further you get into the game. There is one notable exception. It was in the third to last level where you just jump from rocket ship to rocket ship. It's a level I spent almost an hour on <laughs> uh, and not the worst level. But what I think Runaway Wooly was the worst level, which is, I think, the fourth to last one. But it was the second to last one where you jump on rockets. Maybe yeah, it was Escape from Wool, L.A. Wow. And yeah, I know. Right. Wool, yes. <laughs> Wool L.A. <laughs> And it it has a picture of Bubsy and he has an eye patch like uh, uh, Kirk. What's his face yes. from Escape from L.A. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're jumping from rocket to rocket. And sometimes when he jumps in the rocket, you, he he says something like oh, vroom, vroom, <laughs> like something stupid. He's funny. And while he was speaking, I press pause and then it started an infinite loop on all of his sayings for the <laughs> things that he says when he jumps into the rocket. Oh no! <laughs> you and found it the didn't cheat. Stop until I died. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found it. You found the cheat. I, you I, can keep I, him talking. <laughs> unlocks unlocks the codes. You can turn it off in the options menu. You can turn them off. But why would you? That's why you play Bubsy, right? right? Is right. to hear yeah. the incredibly perfect puns that he does. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Whew. Man, you know, and I guess since we're talking about sound and stuff, th- this was my little miscellaneous bit to kind of close this out with, but it it fits here. I feel real fucking bad for the voice for the voice actress here. I'm going to be biased a little bit because uh, her, her, her name's uh, Lainey Manella and she was heavily featured in the Diablo series taking on the role of like Adria the witch, which was probably one of the more notable ones, or the, at least one of the more memorable, um, Wirt also, as well as in Dariel, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff like, uh, Rouge the bat from Sonic and Ivy and soul caliber. And so she's got a pretty good 
repertoire and she is by all accounts a pretty good voice actress and i feel real bad here because i feel like much like most other people that were involved with this game this is like one just big black mark on her otherwise pretty pretty decent record to be fair i feel like she didn't have a lot to work with to begin with um the script is not exactly stellar and i'm sure the the voice direction was like all right so like you're a cat right uh but he's from new york possibly new jersey um and he's also super cool so he's gotta be like hip you know like with the kids we gotta hit that demographic uh so just try to do that and then crank it up to like 11 all right go and and this is what we got and uh man i just i just feel bad for i want you to know wherever you are out there laney that it's it's not your fault. I got to ask Anthony from the Region Free Gamers podcast if Bubsy and him are boys because <laughs> he is he is from Brooklyn. So maybe he spent quite a bit of time with Bubsy and co. Yeah, definitely. Just hanging out as you do with a cat. I hope he listens to this and gets very angry. <laughs> Praise Bubsy. Go, Anthony. You're going to get a horse head in your bed. He hates it because I always call him Ozzy. <laughs> so I'm surprised I get his name right this time. Sorry, it took me a while. All right, so we're moving into the part of this episode that everyone's looking forward to, and I'm sure everyone <laughs> wants to know. The end? Yeah, I'm sure. It's, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the, the most important question that people come into an episode like Bubsy 3D is... Why? Does this game hold <laughs> up today? Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, Tiger, yeah, you played this game for the first time in the modern era you you have no you don't even know about this game which is shocking nah, nah, nah. As, as, as much as people just lambast this game you never heard of it so you let us know <laughs> he was so innocent you let us know does this game hold up today in your opinion okay so i was when you say does this game holds up i thought of a few things so i thought of uh how i googled no not googled i searched on amazon on how much this game it costs it's like seventy dollars, so <laughs> but price holds up. The price holds up. <laughs> I was thinking if uh, if there was someone holding the game and holding it up in their hands, like <laughs> it would be under the title "Worst 3D Platformer of All Time." So holds up there. <laughs> I think if you're saying that it should it hold up to where it was back then, yeah, it holds up very well. <laughs> It, it was bad then and it's bad now uh i'm am i answering the question right <laughs> there are no wrong answers tiger right yeah it's um uh, <laughs> uh, so uh yeah the the should you play it no that that's that's the that's the question and the answer is no you shouldn't play it there are uh, many 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 any any 3d platformer you can choose out of the many in the bargain bins if you uh, find any in your local video game store. I'm sure would be better than this one. Take it from me. That's how I feel. So I, I think the answer is obviously no. Aggressively no. Definitively no. And just like some other games we have done before that I haven't held up thanks to Lyle. It never really did. It, it was it was never a good game. Uh, but Tiger makes a good point. If you're looking, if it was bad then, it's bad now. I guess it's it has held up. It's still the same quality. 
I do think the the amount of criticism it gets is is overly harsh. Um, just playing through the entirety of this game, I did get the feeling that the people who are making this like really wanted to make a good game. They just didn't. Uh, that's that's how it is. They they tried real hard and they failed. And you know they they sucked for a little while. They made Siphon Filter, which some people like, but now a lot of people don't. And then they made Days Gone, which came out on the PS4, and people like that too. So they learned a lot of their lessons moving forward. So you could tell this like these developers were people who who learned their lessons. They they wanted to make a good game. They failed at it. And even if, if you put on the lens of 1996, the biggest reason that Bubsy 3D is considered to be the horrible, just aberration of just toxic gaming that it is, is because it came out after Mario 64. That's that's the biggest reason people played Mario 64 and then they played this and they were just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because if this game, I feel like if it came out a year before it did, I think we would just be talking about it as a below average 3D platformer that came out before 3D platformers were established. However, it did come out after Mario 64. And as you heard in the brief history, as soon as the developers saw Mario 64, they knew they were fucked. So, yeah, they they didn't even think it was that great of a game. So don't play this game. I played it. I completed it for you just to tell you don't do it. Avoid it. Very good on all of our patrons to give us this game. I asked for it. I deserved it. I ate that shit sandwich like a fucking champ and I posted it in the goddamn (laughs) discord. So there it is. You're welcome, Shane. Uh, Wow. I don't even know how to follow that up. But uh, I'm going to try. I mean, so does it hold up? I feel as though it holds up much like how a sieve holds water in that not at all. And like, here's the thing, right? Uh, Some missteps like the voice direction and stuff like that aside, I, I honestly believe that this game would have been 10 times better with just one, I think, relatively simple fix and that is to just shit can the tank controls now i know that there wasn't really another approach at the time or at least they hadn't thought about that yet this was in the infancy of 3d games and i get it but i i I actually went and tried to look for and there may be one and if somebody knows about it please direct me to it but i tried to find some kind of fan patch or like a mod or something that would properly institute dual stick controls into this game because i i genuinely believe that i would have like unironically enjoyed playing this game like as a mediocre 3d platformer if i had the ability to control bubsy in like a sensible fashion now that's not necessarily going to fix some of the physics issues or things like that but i think that one control fix would have alleviated a lot of the problems that this game has. But such as it is, does it hold up? No, of fucking course not. It it didn't from the beginning and it hasn't gotten any better with age. That's for damn sure. So so no. I mean, if you want to experience this as a curiosity, I might suggest uh, you know, either feeling, you know, satisfied that you've listened to this episode and know that you've really gotten all you need out of Bubsy 3D. Uh, or, you know, watch a couple YouTube videos. There's, there's a lot better ways you could spend your, spend your precious gaming time than, uh, listening to a cat screech about 
particles for a little while um, and get murdered by woolies. A quick question. Yeah. Better or worse than Superman 64? Oh, wow. That's actually a tough call. <laughs> I'm going to say better only because I managed to like get further in this game than Superman 64 before giving up in complete frustration. So there you go. That's your that's your bar of quality. Tiger? Never played it. I like to avoid okay. all the worst games in the world. So uh, <laughs> as you can see. Well, you, sir, are in the wrong place. <laughs> right now at least once a quarter yeah that's true just avoid the patron polls that's what it is i i I tend to agree with you shane on this one and i'd wanted to bring this up because these are both considered to be the worst among the worst games of all time superman 64 and bubsy 3d i don't think bubsy 3d is really among the worst games of all time i think it's just one came out it's still a bad game don't get me wrong but at least like i said i could beat bubsy 3d it took me longer. It, it had a lot of frustration. It really hurt my thumb, but I couldn't even make it past the first level of Superman 64. Right. I and I could beat Bubsy 3D. It is beatable. It is playable. There is there are mechanics to it that make sense that you can eventually learn, even if they're not always consistent. Yeah, like Bubsy 3D is a really bad game. But when someone tells you it's in the top 10 worst games of all time, they they're just they're trolling. They have to be trolling because there are far worse games than Bubsy 3D. And it's a bad game, but in, in 19, if you look at how it was around with other platformers in 1996, it's 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 just really just it's just a bad game. It's not the worst game. It's just a bad game. Superman 64 is a terrible game. Right. Yeah. And and like I said, it's it is a middle of the road collectathon platformer that got hamstrung by a terrible control scheme. If you want to sum up Bubsy 3D in a, in a sentence. Yes. And it came out after Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't help. Okay. So that's all for us this episode. Tiger, since you're back, do you have any additional plugs you want to tell everybody? And uh, if you don't, just tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at L-P-T-Y-G-E-R. And you'll see the title, Pick of the Litter. That's because goddamn yes. tiger <laughs> yes <laughs> all right awesome well uh <laughs> as far as we are concerned uh if you have found us then that means you are listening right now so hello welcome and uh thank you for for joining in if you'd like to engage with the show in some other ways we do make that available we do have a public discord you can hop in we've got a great little community going on there so we highly suggest you pop on by and say hello Uh, We do have the merch store as well as the Patreon if you'd like to support the show in that fashion, uh, as well as all the social medias, all that fun stuff. And you can find all of the links for all those things in one convenient location. You just need to go to linktree slash retro hangover. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash retro hangover and uh, choose the destination that suits you best. And one last thing, Chris, would you like to tell the fine people about our stream Sundays? Yes. If you head to twitch.tv slash retro hangover, if you hadn't already found it from the link tree link, you can find us streaming every Sunday at around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If we're not there, it's because we're busy. We got some other stuff going on. But if we are streaming, that's when you're going to find us. We play games just that we want to change sometimes play some really cool adventure games you know some sexy british voices Mm. so if you want to get wet show up on (laughs) 9 p.m 
Eastern time for our Twitch Sunday streams. And Shane will get the loins quivering. Mm. Quiverly loins are the best loins. All right. Well, uh, again, Tiger, thank you for joining us again. It's It's been a hot minute. We always love having you here. So uh, thanks for stopping on by. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Tiger. All right. And with all of that being said, until next time. Play with your Tobes and Gooby from Secret Levels podcast. You're up next to play this terrible game. Joysticks. Have a good one. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in head first with full 12 ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.